0: empower radio presents the dr julie show all things connected break through the illusion of separation explore the infinite field of possibility and
1: make connections that inspire now here's your host dr julie crawl
0: hello and welcome everyone you're listening to the dr julie show all things connected each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation and we've been doing a lot of that lately having a lot of really important yet big heavy conversations um, like many of you out in the world so i want to read this quote to you listen to this I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. Interesting quote, right? I recently read this quote by Mahatma Gandhi. Let me read it again. I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. I love this quote and I have a confession to make. (laughs) I have noticed how I have been allowing the dirty feet of politics and the gravity of dark and heavy global events, I've allowed that to dance and play and run through my mind incessantly lately. I'm usually the one who typically invites clients and you listeners to bring the light of consciousness and hold a higher vibrational frequency in every situation especially during these times of of change and chaos. And yet chaos and crisis fatigue is very real. I've been feeling it lately and perhaps you have too. What can you do? Well, listen in today. I'm going to invite my producer and friend Remy in to bring light to this serious topic, but first I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind and your heart, and settle into your essential wholeness, as I welcome, like I mentioned, Remy Smith, my producer and friend right here on Empower Radio.
1: Welcome, Remy. Thanks, Julie. Uh, Always a pleasure to be with you.
0: Oh, it's always great to have you here, and we always pick some fun topics, so I I love, I have no idea where this one's going to go today, but I trust it's an important conversation, and I'll I'll preface it, Remy, like this is medicine for me today, so hopefully, (laughs) maybe maybe you're going to really share some brilliant, amazing wisdom that will help carry this, because I'll tell you, I just had a retreat and it was great i had so many beautiful people there conscious cool community working on on sacred activism working together and and really feeling deep resonance and the coherence of everyone and we had four amazing people or five actually that Skyped in to give us this pep talk, you know, and, and here's the state of what's going on in the world. And they were amazing people. And literally the whole group fell into a depression after one of the speakers. It was so heavy. It was so big. It was like, oh my gosh, what now? You know, it was just really this jarring thing. So we worked our way out of it we came together we worked through those the feeling that was sitting there in the room we literally co-created positive steps forward it was it was really beautiful and then they went home remy and i again fell into this deep abyss of allowing like i said the dirty feet of politics to really run amok in my mind. There's so much going on. There's so much out there. We can hardly sort through it. And I'm going to preface it with this. I'm talking too much, Remy. You're going to jump here in in here a second. But (laughs) literally, and I know our listeners know this, but literally you can tune into totally different perspectives of the same thing. And people are carrying the conversation with conviction as if it's truth and they're they're totally polarized opinions right they're totally far right far left more evolved less evolved doesn't matter what part of that conversation is you can find an argument against even the most beautiful things happening on our planet right now little greta thunberg who came over and and had this amazing message waking people up and and then there's horrible backlash on her. It's just amazing what all's going around. So so Remy, let jump in here. Have you been letting other people's dirty feet run around in your mind lately?
1: Uh, I don't think anybody uh. I don't think anybody on the planet has not lately. It seems like no matter where you turn, no matter what news you get your you know, what sources you get your news from or what opinion you have, there's always somebody to argue or dissent with and yeah. um yeah it, it gets so heavy sometimes and and the some of the problems that we're facing are so big that it, there's a sense of hopelessness sometimes um you know Greta Thunberg is a is a great example because she's topical she's in the news she's like the face of young teenagers and what they want to do with the world these days. And there's, I know, I know people personally in my life that roll their eyes and think that she's just a big actress and a fake, and she's been, uh, put on stage by, she's being used by people from the one side to get their agenda across. And, you know, to, to somebody who agrees with her stance, like I do, <laughs> that's unfathomable. But then if you take yourself out of your position, just try and, put yourself in their perspective it's like okay i i guess i can see if you believe what you believe your point of view on this there's there's so many people that that disagree and are letting it get in between them and and i think that's the the major problem right now is we're not finding solutions because it's too much about the the fight i saw a great meme today with um Ellen DeGeneres and former president George W. Bush. And they were at a football game together and she got a lot of backlash, you know, saying here's someone who's, you know, a Republican conservative former president and hanging out with you. And she's like, look, I don't have to agree with every single thing that all of my friends think or do or say. That's the beauty of it. We can disagree on certain things and still be friends. We can still be civil to one another. We can still like each other. That doesn't mean that the problems go away or that they can't be, you know, worked out or talked about. But when you lose fact of when you lose sight of the fact that we're all different we all have our own opinions, but we should still get along is where you, you come into some, some real big problems. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm noticing also that a lot of the opinions are coming to defend these positions. And when we, when we, take it personally and we get attached to it um oftentimes we're not really seeing the bigger picture so like literally what's happening on the planet now is all of this dark underbelly is coming to the light to be exposed it's like we no longer want the i'm just thinking of all the conspiracy theories out there all the corrupt um behaviors the mass majority of people don't want that on the planet any longer the mass majority are waking to a higher ideal and yet in the defense of the, it like it's 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 fascinating how the corrupt side is making the other side corrupt. It's like this yeah. thing is happening, and it's it's this dance. And I, you know, I always remember Carl Jung when he he talks about how you you don't become enlightened beings by imagining figures of light that really you are making the dark conscious, and that's what we're doing as a collective now, as as a as a body of of the planet. We're saying, you know what, no more of that. So it's,
1: it's fascinating. It it is fascinating. And, you know, especially on, uh, you know, bringing up climate change, we've been talking about that on your show quite a bit, a lot of, you know, great guests. And, And it got me thinking like the climate change deniers, where are they hearing their information? Because I, all I ever hear about is, all the scientists that say, yeah, this is real. This is human created. We're like 95% sure that humans are creating this climate change. And yet you have people who are denying it all as, as a big conspiracy. I'm like, well, well, where's your sources? I need to, I'd like to hear that dissenting point of view so I can make up my own mind. I can't even find any of it. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, what are you listening to that? That is, you know, you've so vehemently denying this like it's some big conspiracy. I just don't don't see that. And again, it you know, all these heavy topics and stuff. And I really just sometimes you just need to lighten (laughs) it up, you know. You just need to be like, Okay, I, I know there's all this stuff going on, but I need to take a break from it. I need to just laugh and feel good about something and feel positive about something so that it's not completely doom and gloom.
0: Yeah exactly you know so i'm going to go there and i hope we can we can move toward humor and laughter too here today because it is so important but i just want to just preface this with this the climate deniers like i just read this really intelligent article by the smithsonian and you know and i'm thinking they're reputable this should be accurate it should be factual and they were talking about Following the money of the climate deniers, and this is the conspiracy. This is the the anti-conspiracy theory conspiracists. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like here's where it's coming from. This is why we have climate deniers. It's because we're following this. And I I shared it, which I usually don't share this stuff on social media. And I tell you, social media has really gotten me down. That's part of that dirty feet running through my mind all the time. But I shared it in a small group that I trust. And I said, I don't know if this is real and this is reputable, but I have to trust the Smithsonian and say, surely they've done fact checking, you know, but I'm just going to share this with not knowing as a potential um, conversation here to look at another side of it. And it was, it was really enlightening, Remy. And that's what started to make me feel really crazy is What if you tune into social media, if you turn into the news, if you turn into if you turn into anything besides your heart and your gut and the people you love around you, you know, if you're tuning into a news source, you really are asking yourself, is this real? Is this is this reputable? Is this factual? Is this, you know, otherwise it's making, uh, it's making me crazy. It literally is making
1: me crazy. Oh, I agree. And I read the same article. I believe I read it because you shared it and then I shared it <laughs> um, <laughs> as well because it was fascinating to me. I was like, where, you know, where are these deniers coming from? Where are they getting their information? And it's, it's yeah. yeah, if you follow the money, which we've long known that politics is ruled by money for the most part and on both sides, you know, and, and, and it's hard to not just kind of want to bury your head in the sand and say ah the whole system is corrupt it doesn't matter what side you believe and what side you don't they're all in it and cahoots together and and you know trying to if not destroy us to divide us and it seems yeah. like that like it's working they're the MO, if you believe that there's, you know, a small group of very wealthy elite that are trying to divide us, it's, it's working like a charm. It's going exactly as they plan. And I think there comes to a point when it comes to just, just about anything that you follow in politics and in news and in media, you, you, it's so hard to decipher what is true from what is not. You have to read everything with a grain of salt and with an open mind to say, look for the verbiage that they're using. Look for the words that they're choosing. Are they trying to push their agenda on you or are they just giving you the facts that can be tough to do but it can be done and then there comes a point when you just have to say well this is this is what i believe in my heart this is what i think is true and i could be wrong about it but i could be right about it as well and i'm just i'm gonna go with my gut instinct i'm gonna go follow my heart and i'm gonna try and follow and support people who align themselves accordingly the same way as me mm. That you just have to finally, you know, say, "All right, well, I may, I may be a little bit wrong or a little bit right, but this is what I believe, and this is what I'm going for."
0: You know, so this reminds me of, of a real important teaching point because, um, when you referenced, if look at the language, see how you feel. Like literally, what we have happening on the planet is these two different levels of consciousness and so there are a lot of different levels of consciousness we all know this and there are a lot of different people who have have researched consciousness and share but if you just take a consciousness of separation it's surrounded by fear and competition and scarcity like if you look at the world through separation you better take care of yourself and fight so that you are okay. You know, if you look at the world through that lens, you're going to see that language. You're going to see people, um, really using language that separates and creates more fear, more chaos, more competition, more aloneness, you know, that separation. And then there's the other level of consciousness, right? This bigger, um, I shouldn't say bigger, this other level of consciousness that's really in the truth of who our natural being really is. The truth of who we are as a species is that we're all connected, right? The name of my show, right? All Things Connected. Literally, we've had hundreds and hundreds of guests on that have shown us the science and spirituality and truth of who we be as, as all connected. And from that lens, all of this is breaking down for a higher purpose. Like the world is is coming apart and this beautiful new way of being is emerging in every sector. But we really have to change the course and navigate with this different lens as we walk through life. And so I say that because that turmoil comes from that fear, you know, that judgment, that separation. And when I go back to that, that still small space inside that quiet center, or I go into action of, of serving others, or I'm, I'm looking at the present moment only, like there are a lot of, of tools and techniques besides humor, which I hope we jump into the, especially during the second half here. But if we go to that truth of who we are and that quiet center, everything is fine. Like, Remy, I don't know about you, but I'm looking out my window right now and it's sunny. It's nice. The trees are gorgeous across the way. People are walking around the town square doing business. Um, All is well in this moment. All is well. And how do we get more of the all is well consciousness to our friends and family who aren't feeling it, you well, know?
1: And, and not only our friends and family and immediate people surrounding us, but all over the globe, all over the world, yeah. because part of the big, big problems that we're having are, you know, the haves and the have nots and the big yeah. separation in how people are living their lives and the people who are being genuinely oppressed, you know, when you hear stories about, about people in other countries that it's, it's just unfathomable to us to, to contemplate what their daily life is like. And, you know, we want everybody to, to, to be pretty much on equal footing. Everybody should have enough food to eat. Everybody should have uh, medicine when they need it and, and healthcare when they need it. And everybody should have, though, there's no reason why all of humanity shouldn't live at a certain level you know, but it's, there's certain parts of the world that are way behind and way ahead. And so it's the the kind of the balancing act and tipping the scales and how do we go about doing that? And who's keeping everything for themselves and not sharing with everyone else, you know, what, what are the answers to these big, big questions, but while also saying, you know, yes, believing this and believing that is one thing but what do you have in your heart and how can we convince people who don't think like that to think like that to to understand what you know that we're all connected and and everything matters and everyone matters every living being matters across the whole globe how do we convince people who don't believe that way to do it without fighting yeah
0: without fighting like listen to that like it's so it's so sad that we even have to bring that up in conversation but the the conflicts are really fascinating how it's coming down into even our our daily lives now of of do we talk about it do we not talk about it will it will it cause a conflict between me and my brother-in-law or can we just like have have a civil conversation about what really matters to us. Like, like, yeah, we need this medicine.
1: We need the medicine. Remy, what's
0: the medicine? I
1: wish I knew. (laughs) I, you know, I have a personal story to relate to this very topic. I, uh, I recently, uh, got back in contact with my dad, um, and I hadn't spoken to him for a year. Uh, hadn't answered any messages or or spoken to him on the phone. Now he lives in a different state, but uh, he had to go into the hospital for a procedure, fairly serious, you know, heart stuff. Um, and anytime you go in for procedures, there's a chance that something could go wrong and you don't come out of it. And I, you know, he reached out to me after having not spoken in a long time. And I, I got the the sense that it was because, hey, something, something horrible could happen and I would hate to leave this earth not having spoken to you at least. But as soon as the contact was made and I replied to him, the the history of the past year that's gone by is just completely swept under the rug. It's not, the elephant in the room hasn't been spoken about, you know, why we haven't had contact for the last year. And it's because difference of opinions and difference of uh, respect levels, things things of that sort. And I think it's it's important that in this day and age with so much divisiveness going on if somebody can't show you decent respect then you don't necessarily have to keep your your close contact with them it's okay to to kind of say well you know what we 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 disagree and it's become so awful in the disagreement that We we just shouldn't have contact anymore. I, you know, I believe that that's okay to say that forgiving and forgetting is, is one thing, but if there's just, just no basic respect there, then what's the point kind of thing. Um, but that being said, it, it all depends on each individual situation, how, how you deal with somebody who disagrees with you. Um, my brother and his friend have almost gotten in fistfights over differences of political opinions. And it's because of the negative words that are used, you know, calling somebody stupid or an idiot because they don't believe the same thing as you, you're not going to change their mind by doing that. Mm. It doesn't work. And yet we see that in the highest levels of government, basically a bunch of children on both sides, pointing fingers and calling each other stupid. It's come to that. It's broken down that far and discourse and negotiations to where it's just the other sides pointing fingers and calling names, or it seems like that sometimes.
0: It does seem like that sometimes if you tune into those specific sources really and you're paying attention to it. And what happens, like, so I know someone very close to me on the other side of this coin here. I know I have someone beloved to me does not turn on the news that will not follow what's happening. That is not aware of what's going on with almost every major issue on purpose.
1: I get that too. I get that too, because for a long time I was similar. Yeah. I would still tune into a little bit, you know, but for the most part it's, it became so, So crummy feeling, so gross, so icky to even bother paying attention that it's sometimes it's easier to just bury your head in the sand like an ostrich and not pay attention. It sounds horrible, but it's, you know, and and I again, I think that's if you believe in like, you know, the this small group of really rich elite people that control basically everything in the world. It's kind of what they want. They're happy with that. If You just tune out means we Mm -hmm. can get away with doing whatever we want.
0: Well, interestingly enough, the, t- the tuning out and the being unconscious has created a lot of the issues that we're in and as a collective, and yet there are those who are consciously not participating in the chaos and continuing to bring the solutions through. And it's like, so, you know, from from my point of view, as, as I get to talk to all these people, amazing global leaders, these beautiful visionary leaders, change makers, solutionaries, people who have real solutions, um, I, there's a part of me who the, that really trusts the the idea that if we continue to focus on the solutions, they'll grow, they'll connect, they'll emerge, they're going to be exactly what we need we're not being distracted. And I, I innately believe in that process of how do we focus on the positive? How do we focus on the love? How do we focus on the resonance? How do we focus on what brings us into a coherent field together? Like joining, continuing to focus on unity. I, I totally, with every cell of my being, know and trust that that's a solution. And yet there are so many people suffering who don't know that place yet. You know what I'm saying? That don't, that, that they're just swimming in the negative. They're swimming in the chaos. They're swimming in the conflict because that's all they know.
1: And, um, I agree. Oh, I agree. A hundred percent. And, and so, and so that is a solution in and of itself is to, to be conscious, be aware and make yourself, uh, make these topics familiar with yourself, glean what you can from it, choose your own, you know, truths in every instance and make a difference to people that, you know, that's, you know, that's all we can do is to spread it one person by one person and and make our differences in small ways or mm-hmm. big ways, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so to simplify this, if we're focused on love and connection, absolutely. That's very different than fear and disconnection, right? Fear and fragmentation. So if we go into, if the conversation goes into fear and fragmentation of any sort, flip the coin back over, go back to love, go back to connection. And literally the solutions will emerge and come forward. Okay. I think we need to take a break. And I think think after break, I hope you're in a really good mood, Remy, because now we've been like, like swimming in a little bit of that chaos here, but how do we bring humor and light to this conversation? And I'm to have some fun so let's take a break when we come back we're going to talk so much more about you know what I love that quote dirty feet let's bring light to the conversation let's not let that dirty feet run around in our minds we'll be right back the empower meditation channel
1: But a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be, and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood, and even for me, ways to stay positive.
0: Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the
1: basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her
0: and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
1: This is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes. Or when you donated her private diary to the public library. Or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance. Whatever it is, let it go. The fire you started with that experimental dinner, let it go. The time you drove away from the gas pump, with the gas pump, let it go. Three, very relaxed. Two, there you go. One. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services adopt U.S. kids in the Ad campaign. Women
0: now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far. But our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at goredforwomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women.
1: An entire station devoted to your personal development. Welcome to Empower Radio.
0: Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps even listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also, stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I'm here today with my friend and producer, Remy Smith. We are talking about how to lighten up in these heavy times and Remy I have to confess I am more of a service person than a humor person like today I was driving down the road and a new neighbor built a house in the neighborhood and I thought okay I need to bake some bread or make a casserole and take it over to him and then I thought well why don't i do that for all five of my neighbors because i don't have very many neighbors in my area and that got my blood pumping again that like you know what i could cook a meal for everybody and just deliver it and say hey just because uh, i wanted to feel better so hopefully this this is something that that will bring some light and some happiness to you so i'm more of that service person and humor isn't always my strong suit people really talk about me. They accuse me of being too serious all the time, but (laughs) I I like this quote from William Arthur Ward that says, a well-developed sense of humor is the pole that adds balance to your steps as you walk the tightrope of life. So a well-developed sense of humor is like the pole that adds balance to your steps as you walk the tightrope of life. So Remy, I'm I'm open for your influence on humor. You are a funny guy and you have a great sense of humor. And maybe you can help me out with this because I am pretty serious, stoic kind of person most of the time.
1: Well, thank you for that. I love that quote, first of all. Second of all, I think we all have gifts and talents to share with the world. And part of that is figuring out what it is that your gifts and talents are and using them to the best of your abilities. So Mm -hmm. there's just like the world needs comedians and jokesters to lighten the mood, the world needs friendly neighbors to bake bread and bring over cookies and treats and stuff like that. So there's no wrong way to spread that good cheer and love. Um, Some people are, are good at being funny. I like to think that I have my moments. Um, I don't know if I'm the funniest guy around. I'm definitely not. But but I try to inject humor into a lot of things. And especially, you know, uh, scrolling on social media and you see just all these, you know, negative, horrible, terrible things. And, and then, you know, I'll make a post something funny about uh i was watching i was watching a movie the other day here's a good good example of my humor in case you didn't get it um the john wick movies with uh, keanu reeves are really like um cool guys in suits playing secret agent spies and lots of killing people and driving fast cars and it's all completely choreographed and hardly believable you know the the stunts involved and the the you know all the things and it might not be everybody's cup of tea i understand that but I'm, I'm watching these movies and i'm you know enjoying them for what they are but he's driving this super fast car and he's doing all these crazy moves and he's spinning out and he's squealing his tires and he's crashing into things and he's not wearing a seatbelt the whole time like you can't drive like that without wearing a <laughs> seatbelt so i popped that on social media and got a few laughs on i it. thought it was pretty funny like you know these these movies are so unrealistic you can't drive a car like that with no seatbelt on. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, you know, again, everybody has their own thing, their own special talents, their own ways of relieving stress and relieving pressure and relieving negative thoughts. And, you know, I don't know about you, but this, just the smell of fresh baked bread makes me feel Mm. in a much better mood. Um, and it's the same, but different for when I, see something really, hilarious. you know, watching a Rodney Dangerfield clip from back in the day. That guy was one of my, one of my all time favorite comedians ever. So funny. Um, so it's a good feeling either way. It's different, but it's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, a funny movie is i like, I could do a funny movie and, and be in that moment and Be in that mood and, and hold it. But I kind of have this aversion to the stupid funny, like, you know, my kids grew up in the stupid funny. I I hate to judge.
1: (laughs) There's so many (laughs) different genres of comedy, actually. Uh, Yeah. You know, so much comedy is, um, is making fun of people's differences. That's, that's a big part of comedy of stand-up comedy of movie comedy. You, you watch things and with the way things are changing and the, you know, the judgments that are going on on both sides, there's a lot of comedy that you, they say you can't get away with stuff like that anymore. You know, the kind of language that you use, the different people that you make fun of in your comedy is not socially acceptable anymore. Um, so, so there's, even when you're trying to just have a laugh and, and let go of all the troubles and worries and cares of your day, there's, there's somebody on some side saying you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You need to watch how you do that. Uh, and it, it I think that just kind of piles on and adds to it.
0: You know, I, where, where besides late night TV and I, oh, like every once in a while I'll turn on a skit and, you know, and just. Like, I want to watch The Late Night Guys and mm-hmm. just get that. And I, you know, but I don't turn on Ellen, you know, I don't turn on other, and I always get a kick out of Ellen. She makes me laugh. She makes me laugh. But I too. don't, yeah, I don't have enough of that. Like, maybe I should, maybe I should like figure out what channel Ellen is on and, and s- s- set my DVR or go there and, and do that. But where, where's the humor right now, Remy? Where, are you seeing it anywhere? Are there, are there, sp- special people besides Saturday night live. Um, where's our situation really, if we brought more humor to it, there's a lot of, I mean, making fun of ourselves going through this time on the planet right now seems to me that would be great information for a comedy skit over and over and over again.
1: I think for, for my personal preference, I've always loved, um, Stand up comedians that do great self deprecating humor. You know, they are the butt of the joke, and everybody can laugh at them because we've all been through that little situation that they're describing and can relate to it. And that makes it funny. So you're not attacking any other group, you're not being mean or, you know, making fun of anybody. You're making fun of. Everyone who's had this experience and using yourself as the butt of the joke. And I think that comedy, that kind of comedy works great because people don't get offended by it so much as they do. Yeah, I can relate to that and laugh along with them. Um, yeah, it, it's a personal taste thing. And I think as long as your comedy, your brand of comedy, is not inciting yeah. uh, evil or or really nasty consequences for some group of people it should be kind of left alone for the most part like if you don't like it then don't tune in and but also don't judge the people who are producing it or enjoying it unless it's so far over the line that it's inciting evil and negativity and and crime and things like that you know yeah um, well, and stirring the pot right. of
0: the polarization. So, it's like, so here in itself is one of those fine lines with humor is good medicine, right? Humor can be really good medicine, but a lot of that humor picks up one side or the other and, you know, is making fun of or or stirring and inciting more anger, more yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's so, tricky. It's very yeah. tricky.
1: It's a very tricky business to be in. It's a very tricky situation. It's a very interesting time to be making your living as, a, as a professional comic or comedian or actor in funny movies. Um, you know, you watch you watch the funny movies from the comedies from the, the early 80s is when I grew up and, and really started watching comedies and, and more adult themed kind of things. Um, and the way they've evolved and changed over the decades since then, the you know, the the things that are funny to us now weren't you know as funny then or the things that were funny then aren't as funny now but some of those old comedies hold up and you can still watch them and still get a get a laugh out of them i like i like puns puns are always good because puns aren't really making fun of anybody it's more just wordplay and so a good pun is always always classic you know good dad jokes are always some of my favorites (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Cause I, we have a couple people in my small town that every time you see them, you're going to get three or four or five jokes. you know. And you might have heard it before because they repurpose a few of the jokes. But really, um, if you run into this person on the street, you're going to smile, you're going to laugh, and you're going to forget about your woes just for a moment. I, I love those kind of people. And those are the kind of people that, you know, you just, you feel better when you're around them, that levity sets in and, you know, you want to joke and play.
1: I want to play. It's why I was such a good bartender for so many years because I had a million good bar jokes. And so, you know, but it was a lot of practice. You get new people coming in every day and they've never heard your dumb bartender jokes. So you get to (laughs) say them over and over and over again until you've got them down. And I got pretty good at it. Um, and you learn new ones. You'll sit down with somebody who they've got a whole pocket full of jokes too. So you'll start telling them back and forth and, you know, I've heard that one, but you told it, you told it really well. And, you know, doing accents is, is good. And as again, there's so much of it that's like, is that offensive today? If I, if I can imitate somebody's accent, does that make it, does that make it funny? Well, like, you know, and, and depends on which accent it is. The, the intent of comedy is, I don't think, ever to offend. Sometimes it's to shock, um, through offensive material, but I don't think it's comes from a place of mean spiritedness. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a personal thing between each comedian as well. You know, yeah, are you saying I, I really it to get a rise?
0: You're, yeah. The, I, I appreciate that you're bringing that up because it feels as if that's, a piece of what we've lost in today's political arena, that we're literally not being sensitive and, and therefore bullying and, you know, saying all these things. So I want to, I want to drop in one more thing then, because if we're bringing light, this is what I said earlier in the show, that I really want to bring light on this serious topic. And so literally we've, you know, we've trained ourselves to, to go inward, to do meditation, to hold a higher frequency, to, to be positive, to, to be a light out in the world. And and so we talked about how difficult that is. I mentioned service, serving others, getting outside of myself and beginning to serve others is one way. We've talked a little bit about humor and I want to bring in one that, I think is really helpful to most of us. And that is nature. Getting out in nature and really feeling the medicine of the earth, the trees, the water, the sky. Literally it's easier to hold that higher vibrational frequency when we're out in nature without any of those distractions. We can hold a lot of light and we are constantly replenished with the light of the earth as well as the sun the light of of nature all her inhabitants the the wildlife that's there the plants the the streams of water bodies of water there's it's so much easier for us to reset hit the reset button And hold a higher level of consciousness when we're surrounded in nature. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. That is 100% spot on. Uh, Try and be mad at the world when you're uh, walking along a sandy beach on a beautiful day with no shoes on. Or taking a walk through the forest at that perfect golden hour of lights when you know the the light is the the sun is either just coming up or just going down and it's coming through the trees and you just slow down and breathe and see all the life around you all the insects all the animals all the plants and trees um yeah that's and it's something that i think a lot of us feel deprived from or are depriving ourselves from leave your phone at home when you do it too don't you yeah. can, Don't bring that phone with you. Or if you feel unsafe about not having your phone with you, leave it in the car. You know, you can lock your car, and your phone will be fine for a couple of hours while you go for a walk in the woods. I promise you.
0: Mm, yes, and yes, leave your. It's a detach from the technology piece that I think is really important. It has. To. And what is feeding us a lot of the fear right now is connecting in with technologies and yeah, I agree with you, Remy. It's like, how do we leave the technology just even for a a small quota each day? I've been, so I told you I have, I had this retreat and hosted a bunch of people and I didn't have my phone on the entire time. And what I, what I know to be true is that I, I can't really focus when I'm getting ding-dings and phone calls and, you know, I, I'm distractible. I'm not a multitasker. People think I am an amazing multitasker and I'm really not. So what I learned, turning my phone off and not being distracted by dings, not checking for, you know, text messages, emails, instant messenger. I mean, I just literally turned the technology off, wasn't on it for over a week, really. I still haven't caught up on emails or anything like that. I hope (laughs) everyone forgives me (laughs) just waiting for a response. But I, I really enjoyed that time. I really, really enjoyed the time. I This fear of missing out, FOMO, that the young people are talking about, I get it. I understand it. And then it's like, wow, what are we missing out on because of the fear of missing out? Because we're so glued to our technology places, okay, you're, pieces.
1: You're missing out on, on all kinds of amazing adventures you could have, all kinds of great things you could do. There was life before... Smartphones, folks, they're pretty (laughs) recent, I'm just saying. And, you know, I didn't have a cell phone at all. Uh, when I took a road trip across the country with my best friend back in right right before the turn of the century nineteen ninety nine i took took a long road trip all the way across from Seattle down to California across the southwest and then eventually headed north through that kind of uh, midwest i think we i think we actually went through Nebraska a little bit kentucky and and that but Two weeks with, uh, you know, not much outside communication with the rest of the world except for the people that we met on our travels and camping and seeing mountains and sleeping by rivers and cooking over open fires. And we were fine. We had a great time no harm came of us. And it was, it was just an amazing experience that I'm so glad I did when I was young. So glad that I got to to taste that, you know, kind of freedom of the open road and no real cares. And let's just meet whoever we meet and do whatever happens and take this road and don't worry about getting lost. And it's fantastic. I can, I couldn't recommend it highly enough to just go out and see nature, see the world, do, do different things. And, You don't have to take a picture and share it with everybody every single second.
0: Yeah. It's like a sabbatical. You took a sabbatical, a technology free sabbatical. And it's more than just, I know some people recommend turning it off one day a week. You know, I usually turn off technology on the weekends and then people are like, Hey, you haven't responded or why didn't you send this out? or what?" And it's like, I don't get on the computer on the weekend. I just don't do it. But, a sabbatical away from technology. Can you imagine the reset? I love the idea of your travels and not having a cell phone. And when I first met you, Remy, I don't know how many years I've been with the station. I'm in my seventh year of the show. So I probably, it's probably my fifth anniversary with Empower, I bet.
1: Yep. That sounds about right.
0: Yeah. You didn't have a
1: smartphone back then. Do you remember you had a flip phone? I, I, yeah, this is my, this is my, I'm still on my first smartphone. And the reason was because I had a small child and I knew, I knew that I would be distracted by my phone. I knew that I was not stronger than the cell phone addiction. There's there is a serious sm- smartphone addiction out there, and yeah. now that I have it, I am addicted to it. I'm on it all the time. I carry it with me wherever I go, and I'm always popping on Facebook. And I'm you know doing. You can listen to music. You can do anything. You can be lost on your phone twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. And I knew having a small child at home that that was no good. And mm. so I'm so I'm very glad that I waited. I wish I could have. Prolonged it forever. <laughs> I really, you know, it's a love-hate relationship. It's it's so yeah. nice to have the the amassed information of all humankind in your pocket on a small little device. It's also just so hard to limit yourself. Yeah. You really yeah. do have to be good about setting your own limits. It's your life. It's your phone. You decide how much you're going to be on it.
0: It's almost like a slavery in, in a way, you know, it's like, yeah,
1: wow. And now okay, we've gone so, back into heavy stuff again. Do you need a joke to help you turn this around?
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, do you have a good joke?
1: I do, actually. I looked it up okay. on my smartphone. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so that was good right there. Uh, I mean, you that, know, that, was,
0: that was good. Okay, go humor. ahead.
1: So today my son asked, can I have a bookmark? And I burst into tears. 11 years old and he still doesn't know my name is Brian. <laughs> <laughs> good dad joke you know it's clean uh, it's funny oh yes the puns are the puns are good
0: i love that i love that okay so so remy you i'm gonna give you like two minutes here before close so i'm a pretty serious stoic person i am all about making radical change on the planet, social change, and do it, you know, really working toward individual and collective planetary health and healing. So I'm this, I'm in this world all the time. I'm going to turn to you and ask you, what's your best advice for me? Not what we've already talked about here, but what's your best advice for me to really get those dirty feet out of my head right now?
1: I think, I think, you know, the answer is to just tune into the tune into love and yeah. it, it won't steer you wrong. Um, realize that you by yourself in this moment are not going to solve all of the world's problems all at once. It doesn't work like that. And you know, it, you're smart enough to know that um, trust in the process that you've set up for your own life to make your, contributions and make your effects and make them ripple out just trust trust Mm. and love you know Mm.
0: I love that Remy that is like perfect and it just occurred to me one more thing when you said that Remy I'm feeling um to really share this too of like reaching out to you and doing the show today was perfect. And so connecting with others is another one. Like I love our conversations. I love chit chatting with you before shows, after shows, during shows or during the week, if we're emailing or texting, I appreciate connecting with you and having this conversation today was like sitting down, having coffee in a coffee shop and just really connecting with you. So again, more good medicine for all of us.
1: I agree. I couldn't agree more. And and sometimes that's the answer for our listeners too. find that person that brings you joy that you haven't seen in a while and go out for coffee and don't talk about anything heavy. Talk, talk about light things. Talk about the things that make you laugh. What brings you joy? Life is too short to always concentrate on the negative. And there's a lot of problems and they need to be worked on. They need to be solved. Trust that you're doing the right thing. But, you know, take a step back every now and again and just stop and smell the flowers, and have coffee with a friend. Enjoy a good fire, some good music, whatever it is mm. that that really makes your heart sing. Don't lose sight of that.
0: Beautiful, Remy. Thank you so much for bringing your wisdom to this conversation today, and just sharing this space with me and and playing. I I've loved this this conversation. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome, and thank you for inviting me.
0: Oh, yes. And we will be back again, I know, because I always appreciate having you on. So I want to leave you listeners with the words of Amit Ray. You are here to evolve and make your consciousness high. You are here to dance, sing and celebrate life. You are here to help others to make their life happy. We're not here to compete, but to learn, evolve and excel. We're not here to make divisions in the name of prophets or religions. We're here to encompass the world with love and light. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie show, all things connected. Remember together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.